pushing buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 337. Today I'm going to chat with Kawa Maulay, discuss a new gun registration bill in California, highlight the new BRX1 from Beretta, and talk about a world record just set this week. I'm your host, Ava Flanell. Kawa, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm good. Thanks for inviting me. I know we've been trying to do this for such a long time, but I'm glad to finally be here. I know. It only took me like stalking you at SHOT Show to get you down and committed, but you know, we're not going to talk about that because it might make me look a little crazy and then you'll have proof for the restraining order. No, That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Actually, we were supposed to hang out the whole week at SHOT Show. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, actually, it's funny because this SHOT Show was my first year going completely solo. Like, when I say solo, obviously, like my sister was there. She was staying at a different hotel. I have plenty of friends in the industry, but like this was me, like not bringing a camera guy, not bringing help. Like I was walking the floor by myself and yeah. I was kind of nervous about it. But like, honestly, now that I did it, I'm like, oh, there's just no other way. Like I'm doing this moving forward. Like I want to do all my events by myself. <laughs> oh, I know. It's so much better because you don't have to rely on people. Yeah. You don't have to wait on them. Yes. You're, you're, like yeah, I got you're... so much done. I was on the floor from like 830 to 5 every day, you know, may or may not have been hung over. But still, I showed up. I was on the floor. I was able to get stuff done. I think the only drawback is like I would forget to eat. So it would be dinner time. And I'm like, OK, I might pass out because it's been like 24 hours since I ate because I was just like, yeah. go, go, go. And I'm not really a breakfast person. Oh, I'm a huge breakfast person because... I know that more than likely I'll miss lunch. Yeah. You know, and that's and that's kind of how it is at Shot Show. So I would definitely eat breakfast in the morning because I just I was like, I'm probably gonna miss it. And I did. I missed it like three days in a row. Well, yeah, I did too. I mean, obviously, because I didn't eat until like, you know, dinner. But mm -hmm. actually, you know what's kind of weird, sort of uh branching off a little bit, is now to lose weight or to like, you know, help with your, I think it's like your gut health or like even just health in general they say that you should fast that some people like you shouldn't eat until like 6 p.m. And I'm like, wow, who would have thought this whole time I've been trending? And I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> not saying that you guys should do that, but that's I mean, there's days where I'll forget to eat. And I'm like, I've never had weight problems like this morning. I did yeah. eat some Oreos and coffee for breakfast. So, OK, yeah. I mean, that's that's one way to do it. <laughs> The gut health stuff, I feel like there's, I feel like, so that intermittent fasting stuff, I think that's interesting. I think it's definitely an option for people that, um, you know, like when people try things, like some things work for you, some things don't. And mm -hmm. for some people that really works and they, and they like really, you know, live and die by that. But for me, I have different goals. I'm trying to get to 190 and I need to eat like 3,500 to 4,000 calories a day. So I cannot intermittent yeah. fast. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. All right. Plus well, I have high metabolism. So then like if I do fast, I'm probably just going to lose a bunch of weight because, you know, that's yeah. just how it is. I know. And you're going to be like awkwardly skinny and not as attractive. Mm. And it's like, eh, and then I probably wouldn't have asked you to come on the podcast. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> that's the whole point. <laughs> yeah. No, I I'm do kidding. it for the podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> even though there's no video, it's fine. Um, yeah. All right. Well, before we start talking about even like stuff that you do as far as, you know, physically and, and working out and all that, before we get into that, I'm going to take a break real quick. Talk about BSF Barrels. Today is 223 day, 223. And Granted, when the show comes out, it will not be 223, but I did just post a little picture of my BSF barrel chambered in 223 along with my federal ammo and some, you know, a mag and stuff like that. But yeah, they make awesome carbon fiber barrels. I was just at the range recently shooting mine. And I got to say, it's just, especially if you're shooting long range and you want to shoot a lot, it cools off so much faster. It has a lot more accuracy. I've used other carbon fiber barrels previously, and they just don't work as well. And I mean, I've just been really happy with BSF barrels. If you guys want to check it out, head on over to bsfbarrels.com. Don't forget to use the code elite15, all one word, 
That'll get you 15% off your entire order. And they don't just have barrels. So definitely look throughout their website because they offer a ton of other things as well. Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry. All right, Kawa, like I said, I am excited to have you on. I remember, I think the first time I actually met you in person, it was at SHOT Show. It was years mm-hmm. ago, and I came up to you, and I was like, hi, like I follow you on Instagram. <laughs> oh, but then we did that to each other, remember? Yeah, because you were like, I think I follow you too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was like, what, SHOT Show? Was that the year after? No, that was a year before COVID, I think, when it shut down. That was like, what, 2019? Something like that? Maybe. I don't know. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know, it's just kind of funny. And then it, what's funny is that same shot show, and I've never told you this, but, and I won't, I'm not going to out them, but there was another company that I guess you guys use the same range. And, um, and this woman who runs the company, she was like, oh yeah, that range that I use, she's like, Cowie uses it. And she's like, mm, he is so fine. So like whenever he's out using the range, I'm just like checking him out. <laughs> and I feel bad because I'm totally making you sound like eye candy and you're more than that. But it Sorry, is, I'll take it. it is, I work hard for the eye candy part. <laughs> it is funny though. And I've always thought of that, like <laughs> that lady that she told me that. And I was like, what are the odds? Cause I saw it. That was you. funny. I didn't know I had like little like little stalkers and creepers at the yeah. rainbow. Yeah, <laughs> she should have just came up and said hi. That would have been I know. Like a lot better. Well, I, I like ran into her at the airport at the end of SHOT Show and we were like talking and then you got brought up and I was like, oh, I just met him this week. And she's like, oh, yeah. Like, oh, when he's training at the range. Oh, like, I guess you guys use the same range. So it was funny. That's funny. But OK, so for anybody who's not familiar with what you do, can you just kind of give us a little rundown? Sure. Um, well, in short, I own a training or a firearms and tactics training company called 12 Alpha Training Group, which I started back in 2017 when I was still active duty in special forces. Actually, I uh, really short. So I spent 21 years in the military, four or five in the Marine Corps, like back in the day before like 9-11. And then did a couple of deployments um, with those guys before I wanted to go do something better. Went to the Army trial for special forces, became a Green Beret. Did that for 16 years ongoing, meaning that I'm still in the National Guard side of SF and I do some things with those guys. Uh, otherwise, you know, Travel Training Group is my baby. We've we've been growing and scaling constantly, teaching from law enforcement to other agencies, civilians for sure. But we've gotten into Hollywood training packages, um, custom training packages. And then we also consult for a lot of gear, gear companies as well as like rifle manufacturers and other optics and accessories. But... Uh, consult for Hollywood as well for TV, movies, you know, video games, commercials, stuff like that. So, um, so under that umbrella, we do a lot. But you know, the training company, or excuse me, the the firearms training portion is really just my favorite because I get to get out there and just shoot and teach people and teaching civilians. On top of that, is my favorite because you know that that's who I kind of advocate for big time more than Ellie, more than anybody else. When we talk about like the two A community. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, and you, you're located in California, right? I was, I wasn't up until a couple of years ago. Then I moved to Houston. I've been in Houston for about two years now. Okay. So that makes sense. So, cause I was just like, huh, okay. Like all the Hollywood stuff, which I think we can all agree if we've ever watched a movie and it's just like, what, what are they doing? Like that doesn't even make <laughs> sense. Uh, right. They definitely need some, you know, some help with that. But is that, you know, when you were living in California, is that how you got acquainted with some of these like Hollywood companies that were looking for help? Yeah. So, so, um, my cousin has been in Hollywood as long as I've been in the military, you know, we kind of started, he's come up his own way in Hollywood and he introduced me to somebody back in like 2016 or something, 2015. Mm -hmm. And it was for Star Wars Battlefront 2, the video game. This was like my first experience as a military consultant. I had no idea about the dynamic, the relationships, you know, how it works. But I showed up into this, this motion capture field down like near the airport in LA. And I'm just where I'm working with these actors on a motion capture field, basically just showed them how to like hold guns, but not like how we hold guns, but like how, you know, how they hold guns in like, you know, Star Wars mm-hmm. and how to move and how to like do a little combat role and stuff like that. So it was cool, really cool experience. And after that, it was kind of like my name was thrown in the hat for little projects here and there. 
and I would get phone calls from, you know, producers or whoever, unit production manager saying, Hey, can you do this? And I'd be like, yeah, cause you know, cause it's, it's kind of a, a nice break in the monotony of things that, mm-hmm. you know, I'm used to. And so I would take it if I could, but I don't pursue that industry. It's a fun industry. It pays well. It's nice to be out there rubbing elbows with these big directors and stuff and celebrities, but I don't pursue it because, well, it's, it's pretty cutthroat. So I just focus on the training stuff, but if it falls in my lap, I'll take it. Like for example, the covenant just kind of fell in my lap based on a costume designer from another um, film that I did. She threw my name in the hat and, and that's how that happened. Hmm. Wow. That's actually, mm-hmm. that's really cool. So kind of lucky, but also I guess, I don't know, maybe I do a good job and people vouch for me, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, you also seem yeah. like you would be a pretty good instructor, like the way that you explain things and, you know, I'm sure that people, especially if they're California companies and this isn't really mm-hmm. their world, I'm sure that as it is, like when it comes to like guns and stuff, it's kind of intimidating. And then they have some guy that's just like, what do you mean you don't know how to hold the gun? And right. so it's it's yeah. kind of nice to, you know, to work with somebody who doesn't have that ego or isn't going to like mansplain things, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of like what separates instructors from just shooters in general, right? Is we're all shooters, but instructors, as instructors, we have to either acquire or come up with a a good method of delivering that content and then breaking it down in a way where like the newest shooter, mm-hmm. it would make sense to them, you know, but it's still, you're still teaching a something that is to a high standard, but you have to break it down to this like lowest common denominator. And, you know, and, and so if you have that kind of instructor experience, which for me, that came from like my last few years at fifth group where I was teaching at a schoolhouse, you know, how to shoot on the fly range, but also how to, you know, do CQB. So I just brought that with me to the civilian world. And if I could talk in front of 40 Green Berets, you know, I can certainly talk in front of, you know, a bunch of civilians and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then at that point is just understanding that who your audience is and how you, what kind of verbiage to use with them, you know, so they're not like, what, what is that? Or getting offended because you're you know, being a little, you're not, it's not that military locker room talk anymore, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I've done it for so long now that was, it's easy. So with civilians, it's just, you know, being nice and, and having a lot of patience and then you would know what I'm talking about, you know, with patience. So, Oh, I know. Well, that's, I think that's the biggest thing is for teaching. Like one, you have to know what you're talking about, but two, having that patience. Cause I've been an instructor now for 11 years and I'll admit the last, uh, I took off the last two months. I didn't teach because I was kind of losing my patience and I have a solid five-star rating. I am like the highest rated training company in Colorado. And I'm like, you know what? I just, I think my students deserve my best. And if I feel like I can't give them my best right now, I need to take some time off. So I just mm-hmm. put my schedule back on, but you're dealing with all kinds of people. And I think oh, you yeah. probably are dealing with more people that are a little bit more advanced, but I'm dealing with people that have never held a gun before that might even right. be scared of guns. They start crying. And I'm just like, okay, we're going to be drinking a lot of vodka later. <laughs> uh-huh. I feel like, the, I feel like they're equally um, s- stressful because you know how like people will leave a class and be like, man, I am tired, dude. My shoulders are smoked, you know? And, and yeah. as an instructor, I leave the range and I'm like, man, I am tired. My brain is smoked, yeah. you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's just, just so mentally exhausting having yeah. to teach all that. And then you're spot checking people and you're correcting people and you're demonstrating. Yeah. yeah. I, I leave every range of day. Just like, I'm just like, my brain is fried. Dude. I know. I know that actually, that does kind of make sense though, because I'm sure you also get a lot of people where you're like, Hey, this is an advanced class. And some people are thinking they're advanced, but they're actually not. And you're just like, all mm-hmm. right, cool. So then it also, I'd imagine it's stressful to a degree because, you know, you have some people that are much more advanced and they're here to like mm-hmm. learn, you know, advanced tactics. And then you have other people where you're like, dude, you're not even hitting the target. And right. so it's like, at that point, what do you do? Like, do you have, you know, people that are going to help you that it's like, okay, take this guy, you know, to the side and make sure he's able to even hit his target first before he's doing all these other things. And right. then you're, you know, cause I, that's why. So I've personally have only really taught like basic pistol and concealed carry uh, mm-hmm. mostly because that's what always fills up and that's what people want. But two, and also I, I kind of know my place. I'm not, you know, I'm not special forces. I'm not trying to teach them something that I personally haven't experienced that, but I would imagine that it also gets kind of frustrating when you say advanced or intermediate and people assume that they're better than they are. Yes. And, and, you know, to add to that, there's no good way to vet your students, right? Like you're just like, I can send them a questionnaire. That doesn't mean they're going to tell the truth. You know what I mean? Um, and so what we do for at least our 
some of our more advanced classes is like the first couple of drills are more of a diagnostic and assessment. We want to know collectively where are these people at, you know, and then who are the good shooters, who are the newer shooters. And we kind of put all the newer shooters to one side. Um, but even for an advanced class, that really kind of tells us, okay, what at, at what pace we can kind of progress throughout the day or the weekend is is based off of some of the well, some of those diagnostic drills that we do, because it tells, like, just like you said, people come in thinking they're at this high level, and then we and then we come in with these high standards and harder drills, and they they're not doing as well, and it humbles them. But as instructors, it shows us, okay, we can't move as fast with this class just yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so we constantly kind of have to like tweak our curriculum just a little bit to to match the audience, because otherwise, what are you doing? You're taking these newer shooters or less experienced shooters, and you're teaching this super high curriculum or high high level of, you know, standards for drills. And it's really just a kind of an overwhelming thing for them because they're not even, you know, they can't even uh, get a, like a, a four inch grouping at, at like five, seven meters, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. And so we have bigger problems than let me teach you how to shoot underneath the vehicle or something, yeah. you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it, yeah, it's constantly as an instructor, we are constantly kind of tweaking just based off of our present audience and where they're at. But those diagnostic drills really help. Mm -hmm. So that's our way of vetting, I guess. Yeah. I'm going to take a quick break. Talk about gators. Gators just released a new frame. I don't think it's reached the uh, their website yet, but I was using them and shooting them and they're like, they're pretty cool. I got to say like Gators is really stepping up their game and they're coming out with frames for like everyone, like people that want to be a little extra on the range, which I would say these frames are. And then people that just want to be like low key, like I'm sure you know lots of people that were or are military that wear Gators. And they're oh, just, yeah. I mean, they're just really good glasses. And they're all over the special operations community. Gators did a really good job with the, you know, it, I think Navy SEALs were wearing it at first. And then it kind of, I saw a bunch of SF guys wearing it. Yeah. And, you know, I'm very picky about my iPro, but the early editions of Gators, I wasn't really too happy with. But mm -hmm. the ones that are coming out with now in the last year are really nice. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, I don't like some of them, you know, I don't like where it looks like they just wrap around your face and it's like they're tiny and, you know, mm -hmm. but like, yeah, they've like really stepped up their game. And I've noticed, yeah, like lots of law enforcement and military using them. And I was kind of like, why do you guys even sponsor me? Because I'm not either. But <laughs> but uh, yeah, so like their their glasses are nice. And then on top of that, mm -hmm. if you guys really want to step up your game, their mil spec ballistic lenses, they're rated to take a hit from a 15 caliber projectile at 700 feet per second without cracking. So they're also not only they're looking good, but they're also protecting your eyes. Check them out. Gators.com forward slash Ava one five. And by using that URL, you're going to get 15% off your entire order. Kyle, let's talk yeah. about some of the stuff that you teach in your classes. Um, what are things that you think are important that people should know? Well, we teach a wide variety or spectrum of, of curriculum, um, but everything from your basic, you know, pistol to basic rifle. And I think that's, that's one of my favorite classes to teach is your, like your rifle one or pistol one, because that is like really setting, kind of establishing the foundation for these students. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also gives me a chance to look at the more experienced shooters and see what kind of bad habits they're bringing in. And hopefully I can break them with that bad habit, um, or at least get them thinking along those lines. But that's probably my favorite two classes to teach because I love to just set a student up on a strong foundation. And then I know I'm not, he's not, he or she's not going to stay with me, you know, and they're going to move on somewhere else. So I really try my best to like send them, you know, with a, with a, with a solid foundation understanding and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but like all the, all the advanced stuff is so fun to teach though. You know, I mean, it's just anything like once we start moving, I think that that's really important because people need to learn how to move. They need to learn spatial awareness, what's around them, which way they can move. And then what, how fast can they move? How fast can you move and shoot? You know, cause your feet want to really, really want to go, but you know, can you, can you maintain like a, a good aiming system with your rifle or pistol at that, that pace? Mm-hmm. Um, and so those things are key. I think anything on top of basics or fundamentals and then a little bit of fundamentals of movement is really kind of the cherry on top, depending on, you know, where they want to home in on specialties, you know, low light, night vision, you know, uh, combat style shooting, maybe USPSA type style shooting, you know? So yeah, 
But those are the two big ones that I really want to, I really want people to really kind of spend a little more time on is just fundamentals and a little bit of movement because, you know, in a gunfight, we got to move. So we need to learn how to move and maintain a proper shooting platform while we're bouncing up and down, you know, on these things. Yeah, absolutely. So you teach a variety of in-person classes and then I'm, I'm on your website and it looks like you also teach online courses as well, which is a great idea if people can't, you know, fly out to where you're teaching, but they still want to get, you know, that. Yeah, there's, you. there's certain things that I would love to teach people that I just know would serve better online. Like for example, we have a couple online seminars. One is Active Citizen, which is our newer one that basically teaches people about situational awareness, about pattern of life, about the culture of an environment, and then what the abnormalities look like, the threat indicators, but it also gets them thinking along the lines of, of, you know, just uh, walking from their car to their work and like looking for channelization, looking for these places where you could get hit. Start looking at places through the, through the bad guy's eyes and like, you'll start to see how maybe this is not the best place to park, or maybe this is not the best route to take to somewhere. You know what I mean? And then lastly, we kind of cover like home defense and stuff in that online seminar, as far as like go bags. And well, what happens if you're, you know, having a Netflix night with the kids and popcorn, all of a sudden, you know, guys are like beating at the door, the door breaks down. Do you have a plan or is it like going to be hurting cats? Yeah. You know, exactly. because if you, if you and your spouse have a plan, like this is what you do in this case. And Hey kids, my 13 year old, this is what you do in this case then that's so much easier than to, oh my gosh, what do we do? You know, and we kind of get into some of that stuff. What if it's during the day and you guys are, you know, eating lunch or something like that? So we got to have these con contingency plans for everything. That's not being paranoid. That's just saying, look, in case this happens, you know, this is what we need to do. And also where's our valuables? What if the house is on fire? Do we have a go back for our documents, our heirlooms, our stuff that, you know, we can't, you know, duplicate? Mm -hmm. It's little things like that, that that teaches and people really like that one. But the other one, is just land navigation. A lot of people don't have a good place to go ma uh, learn map reading, compasses, protractors, you know, plotting your points, pace counts, terrain association. So we teach land navigation through that online seminar, which is also about three hours long. But that one was a little more um, interactive where we have people kind of have their own maps and they kind of plot points and stuff with us and they look at the contour lines. So very beneficial just, you know, cause yesterday we lost cell phone signal for what, four or five hours. Mm -hmm. And, you know, imagine if you were out in the woods and you had no cell phone signal and your GPS doesn't work. Now you need to go back to a little bit of train association, understanding what, you know, like where you're at and where do you need to get to Yeah, it is a lot harder when you don't have a phone with GPS. Yeah. That's actually, um, my next, on my other podcast, PP panel, this week we're talking about ham radios, which I think are making yes. a huge comeback because people are like, wow, we rely so much on technology. And what if that mm -hmm. goes out? What are we doing? Absolutely. But, yeah, I agree. It's so funny. Like people don't even know their cardinal directions. You know, they're like, which way is West? I don't know. You know, know, they don't even know, Yeah, you know, they don't, they don't know how to use the sun or, or anything to kind of understand, you know, what time of the day it is or, or which way they're looking. It's, it's kind of sad, but yeah, we need to get back to those roots for sure. That's actually a really good point. Yeah. I'm curious, like, have you seen an uptick in your attendance because of, I don't know, I, I would say like, I guess not to sugarcoat it, but like the, the world just getting so crazy. And in one of my episodes, I talked about a possibility of like a civil war possibly happening, especially with 2024 and it's election year. Right. And there's just so many weird things going on. I feel like there's, you know, constant government overreach. But have you seen like people are like, you know what, like, the world is getting a little crazy. Like maybe it is good that I, you know, that I train up a little bit and I'm able to protect myself and my family. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, it is getting crazier. And what I've seen, and if you pay attention like to how I post, and I'm not saying you, Ava, because I know you do, but all you guys out there listening, if you pay attention to how I post, I'm very, I speak my mind on a lot of things. I don't hold back. Um, and I don't stay in my lane when it comes to, well, you're just a green beret gun instructor. Should you just stay in that lane? I'm like, no. There's a lot of stuff going on in this world that you guys need to wake up to, you know, and the world is not getting better. It's actually getting worse. Mm -hmm. And when I preach this stuff, I get a lot of DMs from people like, you're right, man. Like, what do I need to focus on? You know, what should I, should I work on gun stuff? Should I work on like, you know, uh, an evacuation plan in case I'm like, you need to work on all of it, bro. Like it's, this is not like, you can't cherry pick, you know, you can prioritize, yeah, but you can't cherry pick. You need to work on some of all of it because it's going to take all of that, all of those sub skill sets for you to really kind of survive this, you know, apocalyptic moment, not saying that a solar flare or the, or the cell phone is going down for a day is apocalyptic, but 
you know, you never know what's coming next. And so it's always good for us to be ready. But do I, I see an uptick in inquiries. And as far as like our training goes, you know, it's little sidebars and stuff like that. But people still show up to, you know, get gun training and get some tactics training. Mm-hmm. But the sidebars and the conversation is definitely going that route. Yes. Yeah. Makes sense. I'm going to take another quick break. Talk about Mantis. Which before the show started, you said that you guys were going to start working with Mantis, correct? Yes. We had a really good um, meeting with Mantis at SHOT Show. And and we're going to start working with those guys. We're going to try to we're getting some stuff for ourselves and then we're going to try to integrate that into some of our classes and see if we can't get each one of our students with the, with the X10 so we can get them some really good diagnostics and stuff. So yeah. we'll see. That'll be interesting. But yes, we love working with Mantis X and yeah. all the analytical data that it provides for yeah. sure. I actually, I think like their training academy. So they came out with something within the last year and it's these courses and until you score a hundred percent, you can't advance to the next level. And um, I have lots of students that are like, okay, so I took this class. Now what? You know, and I mean, not all of them have, you know, the time and, you know, the money to spend on like all these advanced classes. And one of the things that I always recommend is, you know, get Mantis, uh, especially the training academy, and it's going to help you. It'll definitely take you to the next level. And you're going to learn exactly like what you're doing wrong you know, because it'll tell you like, okay, if you're constantly hitting low, well, here are some of the things that you're doing. But then also, if you get the training academy and you use it in conjunction with the X10, it'll tell you exactly. It'll be able to diagnose exactly what you're doing wrong so that you can correct that. So it's kind of like having your own private instructor, but it's not costing you an arm and a leg. Like once you pay for the system, you're done, you know, so it's, it really kind of outweighs, uh, you know, as far as costs and benefits. So if you guys want to check it out, mantisx.com. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta tell you guys, um, I was, I was super impressed with the demonstration and then just being able to shoot it and see like where my gun is moving prior to taking that first mm-hmm. shot and, and between the shots, after the shots, all my transitions, I learned that all my transitions from target to target, I'm bringing my gun lower instead of higher so mm. you know how normally like you would like ride the recoil kind yeah. of over to the next target i'm actually riding the recoil coming and then when i look at my trajectory it's almost like kind of dipping slightly and it was very consistent it was kind of crazy uh, i had no idea that i did that until i you know shot the mantis x so yeah. little things like that dude could really help you guys out just stuff that you don't see on video you know mm-hmm. absolutely um, i realized that i wasn't yeah. using my left hand like i wasn't putting my left hand to work as much Mm. and yeah so it definitely it has some and it's a it is affordable for what it gives you oh dude i would buy that all day yeah because that's like you get your money's worth out of that thing you know if you use it consistently and you and you kind of fix these deficiencies you're definitely getting your money's worth yeah absolutely i'm back on your website and i'm looking at your course schedule because i was like oh you know what i should have you in colorado and you can teach a class but then i look at your class schedule and i'm like oh you're booked until november cool <laughs> uh, November yeah, this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And we had so much more, like so many more places that we were like, let's try to get to here. Let's try to get to there. And yeah. then we're like looking at this calendar. I'm like, oh my God, guys. I was like, we're, I think we're tapped out. Yeah. You know, I, we try to, we try to do no more than t- like two classes per month. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll, I'll, I may, I personally may take a third class, but like my cadre, I don't, I don't, cause you know, they have day jobs and they have lives. Yeah. And and I can travel like that, but they can't travel like that. So it's it's busy. But like even in November, you know, November is kind of like, like where it's kind of tapering off. But I like that because it's the holiday season. I don't like teaching during the holidays and mm-hmm. I don't like making people come to classes during the holidays either. Yeah, I know. I absolutely. But that's well, just me. And then also, depending on where you are, it's going to be cold outside. And like, I don't know mm-hmm. about you, but I'm not the biggest fan of the cold. <laughs> No, I'm the same way. I'm a little, I'm, I'm a little like worse when it comes to cold weather, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. That makes sense. All right, cool. Well, can you just tell people, I guess, what your website is, your social media handles, all that, so that they could check out your classes and follow you? Absolutely, guys. So if you go to um, to alpha training group.com, that's the number two. And then the word, the words alpha training group.com, you'll see the schedule on there. You can sign up for the newsletter. Um, there's actually a little messaging service where if you, you know, if you have a quick question, you can ask it there and then it shows up on all of our apps here and we can answer it for you quickly. And then 
There is, yes, if you're a law enforcement male, there's there's discounts because I get that question a lot. On Instagram, I am Kawa underscore M underscore official. And that's pretty consistent along all of those social media platforms on YouTube. We are two Alpha Training Group uh, on there. But otherwise, DMs is, is a quick way to reach out to me, guys. And uh, email is info at 2alphatraininggroup.com in case there's actual inquiries for courses and stuff. Otherwise, yeah, hit, you know, give, give us a follow on Instagram and, and feel free to DM me. I make myself as available as I can to you guys. Okay, cool. And then also, I have to ask, what ethnicity are you? I am Afghan. Okay. Uh, my family's Afghan. Uh, we are from Kabul, Afghanistan. I was born there. And here, I'm going to date myself. So I was born there in 78, and then we moved in 81. So I've been in the States since 81. I was like three years old, but yeah. Wow. You look actually we pretty are. good for your age. Why, thank you. I mean, yeah. it, it's just that this 2023 for me was a year of like rehab, like healing. I mean, my Achilles, I had destroyed my Achilles. So I was rehabbing from that. I lost 25 pounds. I was going through some personal stuff. And so I was like, man, I got I to gotta turn this around. So I gained all that weight back and I started eating right. And, and then that was it. Just consistency in the gym, consistency with my diet, yeah. staying away from the sugary stuff and, you know, the fast food and stuff. Yeah. I know yeah, you definitely, that. you definitely have to take care of your body. And that's what I'm realizing as I get older, because I think people would be surprised by how old I am. And also people always ask who's older, my sister or I, because they think that my sister's older and she's actually younger. But I'm like, I I mean, I do take care of myself. You don't look, yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, hey, but you don't look old at all. So I don't mm, even know why you're using that word. You'd actually be surprised. So I'm almost 38. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> you look you look like you're 27, 28, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of taking good care of yourself, good on you. It's the Oreos yeah. in the morning. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But I think that there's, you know, there's a fine line between like compromise. Like I don't want to just sit there and like constantly eat healthy. Like I still am no. like, you need to lo- like live your life and you know, but it's like okay, it's guys, everything. Let me, in- can I, let me just, let me just explain myself when I say eat healthy. Okay. Cause I still eat, I still eat pizzas. I still eat burgers. Yeah. I eat pretty much whatever I want. What I, the only thing I tell people is just stay away from sugary drinks. Yeah. Stay away, stay away from all these sweet snacks all the time. Yeah. Fast food, a hundred percent stay away from fast food, mm-hmm. um, energy, energy drinks and sodas. Now, when I say stay away, that just means like, don't make it a consistent thing. Don't make it part of your daily life. You know, like here having a, like when I go on road trips, I take a couple of Red Bulls for, with me. Because I'm like, it's a road trip. I make an exception, you know? Yeah. But also if you're in the gym consistently and if you're eating quote unquote healthy, meaning not, not terrible, you know, then you'll be just fine and you'll look like Ava and myself. Yeah. You know? So No, I, I do think that the sugary drinks like a hundred percent and I was not raised with that. Like even orange yeah. juice, we had the, where it was like half the sugar, but we had like milk, water, orange juice. My mom never kept sugar or like sunny D or Kool-Aid. Yeah. Cause she was like, Oh no, it's so, and I think when you're not raised with that and then every now and then I will crave a soda and I'll have a soda, but like, of course for the most part, I mean that stuff, like people are drinking like 12 cans a day of soda and it's like, that's crazy. Yeah. It's like, I like a carbonated drink with my dinner, but it's not always soda. Yeah. Yeah. But I will say if, if somebody was how, how many Cokes or whatever do you drink a week? I'll be like no, three to four. Yeah, if that, like, I mean, sometimes it's like once a week for me and then, you know, and then like alcohol consumption, even Mm -hmm. that I've, I've greatly reduced that this past year because it just ages you so much. So much. And it's like, I'm trying to put myself in a Ziploc bag and just try to, you know, preserve myself. And they said, I read some sort of statistic where it was like, the minute you have alcohol, it takes like two weeks for your body to heal from that. And yeah. so now whenever I have a drink, I'm like, well, do I want to backtrack myself two weeks? And who knows if that's true or not, but that's kind of my mindset now. So it's like, I don't even really drink that much. Right. But you're, but regardless of what you just said, what you said prior to that was absolutely on point. Like alcohol ages your skin, which ages mm-hmm. you. So you could be 30 looking like you're 45. Why? Yeah. Because in your, because you drank too much alcohol, you yeah. know, when you were young. Yeah. So def, definitely guys, like if you're going to drink a lot of alcohol, guys, then make sure you drink a lot of water mm-hmm. to kind of counteract what the alcohol is doing. Otherwise, when you're when you're 30 and you look like you're 37, you know, then you got to go get those Botox fillers and all these things that women and men do to like, you know. Yeah. But just, I don't know. It, it, I don't. So when people ask me, like, how often do you drink? I, when you guys look at my social media, you're like, man, this guy drinks like probably once or three times a week. It's 
it's that's more of a social setting for me. It's not like every day I have alcohol in the house. Yeah. Those bottles just sit there and collect dust. Same. Yeah. Um, because I'm a loser. I don't have friends. Nobody comes over here. So, <laughs> you know, so like <laughs> they just sit there, but yeah, alcohol is definitely a killer. Alcohol also kills just anything fitness wise. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, same so. with, same with drugs and stuff. I mean, there's just, mm-hmm. there's just things it's, you know, whatever. All right. IWI. You mentioned that you have a Galil Ace, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. That's like my I have a little shorty. Gun. I have a little, uh, what's that, seven and a half or eight inch barrel on my Galil Ace? Yes. I have that too. Um, I just shot it. So you know what is so fun? So I got the, it's called, I think it's the LAF from uh, JMAC Customs. And it's supposed to be obnoxious and loud and spit out fireballs. And the other day I went to the range and my friend, he doesn't shoot that much. And he's like, well, can I shoot a gun? And I was like, yeah, here you go. And I gave him the Galil <laughs> with that muzzle break. And he was like, oh my God, you gave me the loudest one. <laughs> it is so loud, you guys. Like, she's not kidding. My Galil Ace is loud. And it kicks my brass all the way down the block to the next. Like, yeah, I mean, on the range, right? If I'm on the range, it kicks it like all the way to the other side of the range. It's yeah. incredible how fa- how far it, it kicks that brass. Yeah. Uh, and how so loud it is. It's so much fun, though. It's like, it is my favorite gun. Like it's just it is fun. Mm-hmm. All the features and like how they designed it, like you know where the 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 mag releases, the bull release, the bull cat, all of that is so it's it's it just makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I, I know. Yeah. I know because like with some AKs, like I can't do the whole reach over and charge my you know like mm-hmm. like I just it I don't know I don't have a lot of strength I guess in my left arm as much, so it just makes sense that when you're holding it with your right hand and and you. Like it just, I don't know. So I definitely recommend check it out. It's a really cool gun and you guys will not regret it. IWI.us. And then if you see anything, any accessories, anything in their web store, use the code gunfunny15, all one word. You'll get 15% off. There you go. Politics. What is going on in the world today? It's political AF. Today in politics, so this is from California, your old state, which I'm sure you are thrilled that you're out of there. So they're trying to pass something, a yearly registration. I heard about this. California Democrat has filed legislation that would enact a mandatory annual gun census. State Senator Anthony Portentino introduced SB 1160 on Valentine's Day to require gun owners to register their firearms with the California DOJ each year. If you don't want to register, you can turn them in without reimbursement. Anyone found with an unregistered firearm would face a $1,000 fine for each firearm. Portentino has backed dozens of anti-gun bills since his start in the legislature in 2006. He says, quote unquote, SB 1160 will give the state better data and help us understand how many firearms are in private hands and who owns them. Currently, we only have rough estimates of how many firearms are in California. This is an important step forward for registration. It will increase accountability and responsible gun ownership as we collectively endeavor to increase public safety. So what that really means is it's essentially a step forward to confiscate who has what. Right. Uh, the bill would require the state DOJ to establish a system to keep track of everyone's firearms and owners would have to pay a fee on every firearm each year to pay for the cost of the tracking system. This is the same state responsible for the personal data of 192,000 concealed carry permit holders to be, quote unquote, unintentionally disclosed online in 2022. An investigation found that the leak was due to, and this is quote unquote, deficiencies with DOJ, including lack of training, expertise, and professional rigor, insufficient documentation, policies, and procedures, and inadequate oversight. So exactly the kind of department that doesn't deserve to have any knowledge of what you own. So no, they're I would incompetent. Say, yeah. So I would say if you guys are in California, make sure you contact your representatives and tell them you absolutely oppose this. There's been talk of like similar bills in other states as yeah. well. And I hate to say it, but like you guys need to stop in California because a lot of this is spreading. It's spreading into my states. Like I can't tell mm-hmm. you how much overreach the government has now in Colorado, even in the last couple of years. And it's just disgusting. 
And when you guys talk to your representatives, don't just tell them that you don't support this. Tell them why. Tell them yeah. this what this means to you. And I'll tell you what this means to me. What this means to me is this is the predecessor for an actual registration. And once they have accountability of your guns, guys, they're going to now know, you know, uh, what you have. And when they now know what you have, they're going to come for them. And when you don't supply everything that they have registered to you, you're going to be in trouble just by default. Mm -hmm. So if you think about this on a national level, imagine if every state was like, hey, every one of these households, tell me exactly what you have, what the serial numbers and this and that, because now you have a gun, a national gun registry. And the only reason you need a gun registry is so that later you can confiscate with accountability. Yeah. You know? And I mean, if that's what you guys want in California, then cool. Don't say anything, you know, because eventually they're going to be, they're going to be at your door. These are the guns you're supposed to have. And, you know, why aren't they registered? And, and then once you register them, I mean, they got you locked in. Yeah. So they're like, now when they have, now when they pass a law where a, a component of your gun makes you a felon, they're going to come to you and say either, you know, make that California compliant or you got to turn it in. So, I mean, this is just bringing heat on yourself. You guys need to fight this, not just call your representatives, but tell them that, that you're not, you're not okay with a registration bill that leads to confiscation. Mm -hmm. Um, because if it's okay, if this happens in Cali, it's going to pass in New York, it's going to pass in Chicago, it's going to gain momentum. And it's just a bigger, you know, a bigger battle that regardless of where you move to here in Texas, even yeah. it's going to catch up with us here. Oh, guys. I know. Even we Texas, gotta... like no state is safe. If people are like, we'll no. just move. Like that is not the answer. That is you giving like up your state on a silver platter and you have to stay and fight. And that's why I'm staying yeah. in Colorado. And I'm like, like, I'm, I'm definitely not giving up easily. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like I work with, I mean, I had on this last meeting to LA, I just met with uh, Patrick and, and Nune Gibson, who are mm -hmm. both GOP. They're, they're, they're both GOP uh, members of the GOP and running for office. And we were just discussing this bill, you know, we we're like, what are, you, what are we doing? What are we doing to combat this and stuff? And, and they're all over on their level, but it's, you know, they're just two people out of the many that we have there. And like, you guys need to call all of them, not just the one that you like call, even call the the Democrat side and be like, this is not okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, because some of these Democrats guys, they're so out of touch that, that they're just like the the masses that they're, they're just like, oh, okay. And this sounds safe. Oh yeah. Public safety. Yep. I'm on board with this. But if they, if they knew that this would lead to a a bigger registration and eventually confiscation, they might not be on board. But if mm -hmm. they don't hear it from you, then how do they know? Exactly. Contact oh. them all. This segment is brought to you from Rose by Sig Sauer. Sig just recently launched their schedule with uh, one-hour seminars with Lena Michalek. And essentially these seminars, they're great because you can, you know, do like a meet and greet with Lena. You can try before you buy. So maybe you're on the fence about whether or not you want to, you know, purchase the SIG Rose or something else, SIG related. And then of course, there's also going to be SIG instructors on site that will help provide, you know, product expertise as well as uh, help you, you know, operate the gun and, and stuff like that. I'm just going to run down some of the dates that they emailed me. And um, if you guys are interested, I think your best bet actually is just to go to the Rose Community Facebook page and you could stay up to date with that. But also you could follow them on Instagram as well. And it is just six hour Rose. So on March 30th, Vance Outdoors, they're going to be having a seminar at Obetz, Ohio. And you can register for that by just heading on over to Vance Outdoors and then uh, search for the Rose Retreat. April 27th, Davie, Florida. June 22nd, Tacoma, Washington. September 21st, Midland, Texas. October 26th, Raleigh, North Carolina. November 9th, San Diego, California. November 16th, Chico, California. And then December 6th, Smyrna, Georgia. And like I said, for that first event coming up, you can head on over to vanceoutdoors.com forward slash six hour slash rose slash event uh, with Lena Mikulik, or I would just say, just go to vanceoutdoors.com and I'm sure you could find it. And then if you guys want info on any of the other upcoming events and where to register, these are free events, just head on over to the Rose Community Facebook group, or you could follow them on Instagram 
Or you could also head on over to sigsour.com forward slash rose, which will put you on their website. But I would highly recommend checking out all of their stuff. They have uh, the P365XL uh, chambered in 9mm, which has the comp, the P365 380 rose. But they also, in addition to that, offer all kinds of cool stuff like drinkware, ear protection, eyewear, uh, different grips that you can put on your guns, gun mats, like gun cleaning mats, holsters and pouches, knives, gun cleaning kits, mounts, patches and stickers, reflex sights, weapon lights, and then all kinds of apparel, including like, you know, leggings that you can conceal carry in all kinds of stuff. So definitely check it out. And that is sigsour.com forward slash rose. If you're in need of a rest, check out Caldwell. They have a ton of options, including their signature lead sleds for rock solid shooting to zero your gun. They also have the fire control rest, which give you a similar rock solid rest, but you can adjust the front with only one hand while you maintain your shooting position. It gives you up to 60 inches of windage and elevation adjustment at 100 yards so you can rapidly adjust your aim on the range. They have two different versions, one with just the front rest and one that includes a rest for the rear of the rifle. MSRP starts at $299. Check it out, caldwellshooting.com. Don't forget to use the code GUNFUNNY10, all one word. That will get you 10% off your entire order. Caldwell does make some amazing stuff. They're... they're uh, their shooting sleds are really mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think they they have that one um, chronometer too. Like Yeah, the, they just came out with that. That is like the the chronograph that like you can use on. It. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, it's cool. So yeah. I need that. I need that in my life. I know, right? I'm I like... need a test. I need a test of my loads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So guys, check them out. Caldwellshooting.com. Nice. Uh, Talk. Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now. Breda just introduced their straight pull BRX1 hunting rifle. It's already been in the European market for quite a while, but they just released it uh, in America at the Safari Club International in Nashville this month. The BRX-1 has a linear straight pull action, which means that it looks like a bolt gun, but instead of rotating the bolt before you pull it back to work the action, it just pulls straight back, which is really cool. I think I would definitely be interested in this. Straight pulls historically haven't been around much in the U.S., and often they've been looked at skeptically on being able to handle the pressure of the bigger hunting calibers, as well as having a higher price tag because the mechanism is just more complex to build. This one features an eight lug bolt for standard calibers and magnums will have 16 lugs to ensure that it isn't a problem. It's also built almost entirely by machine, so there isn't costly hand fitting often associated with those. The BRX comes with a modern Hogue looking stock in all black or OG green with the barrel in action and black Cerakote finish. There's some pretty cool features built in as well. So first, the straight pull action is easily reversed if you're a lefty. They have a detachable magazine, which most were a distinct flush design, but there was one featured at the show with an extended mag that looks possibly like a P-mag. Another cool feature is they have threaded barrels so that you can suppress them, which is huge in the hunting market. The trigger pack is easily removed and adjusted to preset pull weights from just under 2 pounds to 3.5 pounds. Currently, it's available in 6.5 Creedmoor, 308 Winchester, 30-06 Springfield, and 300 Win Mag. MSRP is just under $1,600, which is lower than you'd expect for a straight pull. The initial models are all steel, low carbon fibers rumored to be coming soon, as well as other calibers and stock options. So pretty cool. I would, I would cool. mind getting my hands on one of these. I, I pulled it up as you were talking about it. I just wanted to see what it looks like. And it's, it's actually really cool looking as uh that straight pull. That's interesting. I wish I, I would have, um, I wish I could mess with that because that looks cool. Yeah. Well, I don't. So my biggest thing with bull action is one, I'm like, cool, you missed your target and then you got to hurry up and like, you know, 
adjustable and like it's just I don't know why I I need to just get get with the times and like I have a few bolt action but it's not like my favorite thing to shoot but I feel like with that straight pull it's gonna make it so much easier like especially with follow-up shots and my biggest gripe too is like some of these the bolt like it's just sticky Mm -hmm. and it's like kind of a pain to maneuver whereas like I felt some that were like butter but like your pain I mean you're you're definitely paying for it like it's a quality that you're paying for so you're paying for that action yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, you're you're paying for that smooth action. But this feels like, you know, because you're not twisting and, you know, you know, this and that, like I feel like just pulling straight to the rear and, and then going. I think that's obviously it makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. That'd be cool. But I, I I would love to see eventually some like some precision shooters get their hands on this and then give us like their expert opinion. I'm not a precision guy. Yeah, I know. I I was like kind of dabbling into like long range for a little bit because I thought it was cool, like mm-hmm. It just came with so many other, um, I don't know. It was like, it was something that was like new to me and then like kind of hard. And so I was like, oh, I want to like tackle this. And then also just shooting long range and then having to take into consideration like, you know, the wind and the droppage and, you know, all of that stuff. Like I was just like, man, this is kind of, this is kind of cool. But then I just got busy and I just haven't really touched it since. But the longest that I've shot is a mile. Oh, that's a lot. That's a far distance. Yeah. So I was yeah, not a lot proud. of people can say they've done that. Yeah. What well, what caliber were you using? Um, it was I think it was three hundred one mag. <laughs> three hundred one mag. Yeah. Good. So good. People, solid round. People are like, oh, that's cool. But I mean, still, like, regardless of the round, it was. And then I've shot at a pretty long distance with six five Creedmoor. Uh, I think maybe sixteen hundred yards or something like that. Mm. Yeah, sixteen. So. That's about a mile. Sixteen hundred. Yeah, something. It was just under a mile. Yeah, so. one point six kilometers is a mile. So I mean, if you're okay, sixteen hundred so yards, so maybe it was like thirteen hundred or something. I don't know. I don't. Okay. I don't totally remember. But yeah, that's still pretty far. That's still yeah. pretty far. I mean, that's it's like realistically, what are we shooting at that far? Realistically, guys, if you're getting into precision stuff, then you know maybe maybe hone in on something like five, six hundred, seven hundred yards for hunting purposes. Yeah. But if you really love precision stuff and you just want to plink out there, then yeah, you're going to have to upgrade some stuff on your gun and take some actual courses. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I would say when the Civil War comes, it'll be, it'll come in handy that you can shoot at that distance. <laughs> as long as you have green hair and and painted fingernails. <laughs> uh, all right. Smith and Wesson. Smith & Wesson, they've come out with quite a few new stuff lately, including their Response 9mm carbine. It's a new AR-like carbine with Smith & Wesson's innovative Flex Mag system. The Flex Mag system, it lets you use a wide variety of pistol mags. So, like, it will take a Glock mag, which is crazy to me that, like, Smith & Wesson came out with something that will take a competitor's mag. But it's cool because I feel like everyone has a Glock mag, and they're so inexpensive that it's like, you know, and then not to mention they've they've made these Glock mags with like much higher capacity and, you know, so it's kind of cool looking at it. Yeah. It looks interesting. Yeah. It also has very similar controls to your AR, uh, threaded barrel, free flow, M lock forend, all kinds of upgrades. Check it out. Smith dash Wesson.com. That's uh, 799 MSRP. Not a bad price. Yeah. Stupid, funny, cool, interesting, awesome as Never mind. AF. Setting a record. You've probably seen the last few years a trend of dads souping up their kids' hot wheel cars with higher voltage batteries to make them go faster, which I have a really funny story about this before I go on with the show. But my dad, like when my sister and I were younger, we wanted the my size Barbie car. Oh, we wanted it so bad. And instead, my dad got us a Jeep with flames on it. Nice. And that thing was such a, like, so I, what people don't realize is, and I've, I mentioned this in the episode with my sister, but our house was on the same property as my parents' business. So like we grew up with like a gun range, like, you know, within walking distance, like we would always hear gunshots and stuff. And I think that's why I don't even like get yeah. alarmed, you know, like with, with gunshots and stuff. 
But anyway, so we would ride this stupid little my size Jeep from the house to the shop and it would maybe have enough battery power to get to the shop, but then we'd have to have my dad charge it up so that we could get back to the house. (laughs) And it wasn't even that far. It was like, we're talking about maybe, I don't know, 150 yards, a hundred yards. It wasn't really crazy. (laughs) That's funny. So I'm like, why didn't my dad like up our, you know, our little Jeep and, and, you know, give it higher voltage and stuff. Seriously, a little gas motor, maybe? Yeah, I know. Anyway, so German engineering student Marcel Paul took it to a whole new level. He achieved a Guinness World Record for the fastest modified toy car rider. He spent 10 months researching and modifying the toy car to achieve the record. His goal was to break 88 miles per hour. Oh, my goodness. The speed at which the DeLorean from Back to the Future will travel through time. He smoked it at 148 kilometers, uh, or I'd say 92.24 miles per hour. Is that like he smoked it? Um, I can't imagine this car going 92 miles an hour. That's crazy. <laughs> this toy car. Well, not to mention, I'm like, does he have a kid? Was he letting this kid? I mean, that would be. At that yeah. Point, how big is this be. thing? So yeah, the car is even smaller than a lot of Hot Wheels that you see. And Marcel had to lay perfectly flat with his feet forward to reduce dragging. During his record-setting lap on the Hickenhammer rig rack track this week, however you pronounce that, <laughs> the steering wheel tilts back so that he could still control it laying down. He wore a full armored racing suit and helmet for a test considering the possibility of falling off such a tiny vehicle, which, yeah, actually, I mean, that would be like really dangerous if the car is going that fast and you fell off. I mean, imagine even just going 60 miles per hour in a car and you jump out. But, but- but wait a minute, Ava. Hold on. This this is saying that this car is even smaller than a lot of Hot Wheels. But Hot Wheels are super tiny. What? And what well, are, like how how big is this? Act, I'm car wondering if they're actually... saying that the Hot Wheels are the my size Hot Wheels. Let's oh, see this. I don't know. Okay. Oh, okay, I'm clicking on the link. You have my attention now. This is what happens when I don't click on the link before I record a segment. Okay, so it definitely, it does. It looks like like my size, you know, car for like little kids. I would say it's just like a few, I don't know. If you click on the link, it looks like maybe it's three feet long, if anything. And oh, yeah, I'm looking he's, at it. He's laying on his back and uh, he has a GoPro oh, on his helmet. <laughs> so the whole car is basically his seat. Yeah. And then he has to like somehow prop his feet up. What? And he was doing 92 miles an hour in that thing? Oh, my God. That does seem dangerous. That's so crazy. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that at that point, I would not let my kid, obviously. So so what was the record then? He set a record at 92.24. Was there a record prior to that? Or was he just trying to break that 88 from the movie? I mean, you act like I interviewed the guy, which I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You uh, need to get this guy on the show. I'm interested. I know, right? Yeah, I don't think it says like what the record prior to that is mm. or how he did it. I mean, this. he got it though, right? He beat yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, he did. He's Although, have you so I follow that Instagram page, uh, Guinness Book of World Records, and like people are doing like the stupidest things like oh, yeah. how many balloons can you pop within 1 minute? And it's like, well, yeah, cool, you got that, but how many people are actually trying to like hold that record or have attempted that? Yeah, there are some ridiculous. The the one that was like kissing was like, okay, kissing, got it. But then I saw one kissing after eating the hottest pepper in the world. Oh, wow. And I was like, what? That's like, who, crazy. Who comes up with these? Yeah. I saw like longest plank, which was like four hours. And I'm like, okay, that's legit. Oh my because, God. Yeah. And they didn't, so they weren't, I've noticed like planks two ways. Like when you are like when you're on your hands and then when you're on your forearms and it's like, Mm. okay, so obviously the forearms are going to be a little bit easier, but I mean, that still requires so much like mid body strength. I mean, really. I wonder if he was able to like switch from hands to elbows and then go back to hands. It's funny that you assume it's a he because it was a, it was a female. Mm. Well, Mm -hmm. there you go. Yeah. I feel like I I have that. that I've planked against females before. I always get beat by females. I mean, it's not that you guys are like stronger than us. I feel like (laughs) 
You guys maybe are one we have, lighter. You know what it is? Maybe we have more core muscles to a degree. I mean, I definitely <sighs> see more men with like six pack abs, but I do feel like maybe it has to do with like the ability to birth and stuff and that we have like, I don't know. Don't hold me to that. I don't really know, but. It's something. That's something I feel like females just generally can plank longer than men. Yeah. Cause I can plank for a decent amount of time. Like somebody was like, Oh, my private trainer, they mm-hmm. were like, I'm so mad. They made me do a plank for one minute. And I was like, one minute. I'm like, we have to do it for three minutes in my bar <laughs> class. And yeah. you know, so I'm like, Pfft. no, I did a five or six minute plank once I was done. I was like, <laughs> guys, I'm done. I'm just going to well, lay here. Now for I want to know now. how long I could do a plank for. Cause I feel like uh, I could I've, do a plank for pretty long and actually no, I don't want to brag or anything, but I've always had really hard abs like my entire life. And I don't know what has caused it, but anybody that I'm like, no, I have abs, like feel my abs. And they're like, oh my gosh, like it's hard. It's probably cause you, it's probably cause you held your core tight for like, like just on a daily basis. Like yeah. people ask me like, like how you, what, what, how you walk even. Yeah. Cause they're like, what ab exercises do you do? And I'm like, honestly, I don't do abs at all. And they're like, what? That makes no sense. I'm like, wow. no, I just, from from since I was little, I just would keep. I think it's because I was always trying to like, well, you know, let me not have like a gut, even as a younger kid. Yeah. So I'll just keep my abs tight and my core tight all throughout the day, which is not hard to do. Um, okay. But, so another but th- here's another little trick that I do, and I'll let everyone in on it. So my seat when I drive my car, my seat back is a little bit, so then I have to lift myself up. Mm. So I'm almost doing an ab workout when I'm driving. <laughs> You're just sitting there like holding that. <laughs> well, to a degree, but it it doesn't seem uncomfortable. Like I'm so used to it. Right. Right. So yeah, yeah. it doesn't take much to do your abs. It really doesn't. Um, but, but, but like, you know, people are like, oh, I don't have abs. I'm like, you do. They're underneath there. I promise yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, it's time to wrap up. Uh, two iTunes reviews. Gonzo. 150413 titled Thank You Five Stars Always Enjoy the Show. And then second is Care Truth titled Rose Love Five Stars Love the Sig segment. Because of you, my boyfriend bought me the P365, hoping to do one of the retreats soon. Thanks, Ava. Nice. I want to cool. get one. I want to get a P365 XL. Oh, I thought you went and I want to get, get that rose one. Do you? You want the rose one? No, no, no. Sorry. Not, okay. Let me rephrase. <laughs> you want a pink gun? Oh, <laughs> I, I, I love, I love the Rose edition of that gun. Yeah. But then I saw one that Radian did with their, all their new components and yeah. aftermarket parts. Yeah. And they all also had it in that kind of like Rose gold. Yeah. I have a picture I'll send it to you afterwards, but it's yeah, nice. I, would love I, to see I it. want that one. I love that. Yeah. Like before it was always like the aftermarket, like Glock, but now it's like the aftermarket SIG stuff, like the P320 and the 365. <laughs> and I'm loving it. I actually just this will be something. the first SIG I ever bought. Really? Oh man, you gotta! Yeah. It's I carry the P three sixty five or the Masada Slim. Like those are my two go to guns, and both. Of them I have the Masada. I have the regular Masada. You need to get the Masada Slim. It's an MSRP is I think four fifty, but you're looking at you know you can get it under four hundred bucks at a gun store, and mm. it shoots so well. It's optic ready. It has great sights. The trigger on it is phenomenal. And then it holds 13 rounds and it's, I mean, it's a good gun. Yeah. So I'm going to have to, I'm going to check it. I honestly didn't even know they came out with the slim, yeah. but I'll, I'll take a look. Yeah, definitely. It's, it, you might have a hard time like finding one cause they're not as readily available, but once you do, you're going to be like, oh man, this is great. It's a good, well, I got gun. two guns on my queue to get before I even look at that one. I got this, this 365 XL that is happening next. And then after that is going to be the, the big lever. The big the lever, lever 1895 uh, SBL by Marlin. Oh, so, nice. So you're, you're entering the uh, lever action world. Yeah, I really want that one, though. And then maybe I'll customize it. But I really want that that 1895. Um, so I just... 40, I, in a 4570 and in a 4570. <laughs> as, if, as if I need a 4570, you know. Well, look, nobody, still, nobody needs one, you know, but it's guys right. like, yeah. You, I actually just got my first lever gun two days ago from Rossi. They sent me a 3030. I was okay. like, okay, I see you. It's all black. It's like tactical looking. I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm kind of digging this. So I'm excited to shoot it, but I don't have 3030 ammo. I have to see if Federal has some... Check out, um, am I allowed to like just freely plug some websites for ammo here or no? Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. So when I need ammo guys, like if I'm just like, you know, I go to, um, ammograp.com and ammoseek.com. And what I like about those two websites, 
what I like about both those websites is they basically do all the work for you to find all the lowest prices and they they pop like they update every day so and they if you show go you, there they show you shipping too like look at that little meter yep. on the side with ammo seek because you it might be a great deal but then they get you where shipping so it's like mm-hmm. yeah 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 but sometimes you can find some really good ammo deals on there that you won't find anywhere else yeah but it does all the hard work for you you don't have to search a bunch of websites all the websites are right there or you could be like me and just get an ammo sponsor which federal takes you know care of me and um yeah you know so there's that too <laughs> yeah yeah i have my ammo sponsors but then it's like sometimes i'll go somewhere like un un kind of planned yeah and then you have to and, grab some and rather than yeah and i'll just order some some ammo really quick you know just just cuz but i mean yeah almost <laughs> ammo sponsor is always nice it is yeah <laughs> All right, guys. Well, it is time to wrap up. Want to thank the $25 Patreon, Sake Holsters, Daniel Treadwell, Keith Callamore, Daniel Lee, Nick Theodosian, Tristan Smith, Melissa Writings, William Nave, and Patrick Comer. And then, of course, King of the Patreon is still Jon Snow. Also, guys, I am doing a shooting event with my sister in September. And when I had her on, she said a different date, but we've narrowed it down to September 7th and 8th. So uh, mark it on your calendar and be on the lookout for more details to follow. Kawa, thank you so much for joining me. I do appreciate it. Can you remind people once again what your website is and your social media handles? Yes, absolutely. It's uh, 2alphatraininggroup.com. And that's the number two. And then it's Kawa underscore M underscore official on Instagram and just about everything else. And thank you so much for having me, Ava. I'm glad we finally got to knock this out. And now we can plan our next one. I know, right? <laughs> In two years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I should, but just, no, it was, I should honestly, have it was, you. It was fun. I should have you put it on the calendar now. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. No, but it was honestly fun. Uh, like, you know, thank you for keeping it simple and, and, and you know, and, and not all super complicated like some podcasts I've been on. And <laughs> of I'm, course. When do we get to hear this one? This one comes out Monday. Nice. It's Monday. Yep. Yeah. So. Okay. All right, guys. Right well, we will talk to you. Well, I will. I will talk to you next week unless I ask Howard to be my, you know, my co-host, but he seems kind of busy. So well, we did kind of a good job on this one. We did. We there was definitely some chemistry. I feel like I spent the entire show just like flirting with you. And I'm like, I'm, sure, okay. I'm sure people are going to be like, OK, Ava, keep it in your pants because I don't really flirt with my guests. But I do feel like, you know. I feel like you're I like... Can flirt back. I can flirt back. If that's if that's how we want to structure this show, we could definitely just flirt all the time. I mean, it would it would be kind of cool, you know. I mean, kind it would of. help people my might get tired of it though. Like, guys, geez, just get a room, guys. Geez. No. <laughs> all right. Well, guys, I will see you next week. Thanks again for listening. Later. Want to send feedback? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact.